0: Hello and welcome to Onboard with Cruise Passenger, a podcast series for people who choose to cruise and those considering a cruise holiday. Hello and welcome to another episode, a very special episode of Onboard with Cruise Passenger. I'm your host, Rose Jacobs.
1: And I'm Peter Lynch, Editor-in-Chief of cruisepassenger.com.au and Cruise and Travel Magazine.
0: Now, Peter, I do know that this is going to be your favourite episode of our four-part series throughout the month of cruising for October's CLIA, or Clear Cruise Month.
1: Yes, this is the episode on adventure and expedition.
0: So can you tell us, for those who don't know, what is this area of cruising all about?
1: I can think of no more exciting area of travel today than cruise and expedition. It's almost the exact opposite of what everybody believes cruising is about. Mm. I love it. When I first went to Antarctica last year, I can remember our captain, a veteran of 30 years, and the first female captain on at least two lines, greeting us with these words, this is not a holiday, this is an expedition. (laughs) And how right she was. (laughs)
0: I think I know about that cruise. You've told this story a few times. I loved it. (laughs) I mean, the expedition
1: cruiser told us later, I know you've got schedules, but you can tear them up and throw them away. Out here, only the weather rules. Mm. The weather is the king. And chasing penguins, seals and whales while keeping an eye on the ice became just a normal day for us. (laughs) We lived by the Windy app, something very special that captains use to tell them when gales are coming in. They check on storms and it's the captain's job to outrun every one of them.
0: I feel like there's a story. Uh, it's ringing a bell about you and and the champagne. You were or, you were dining, and you were told that. Oh uh, ah, yes, mm, I know
1: exactly what you mean. Yes, that's a classic expedition story. You're having dinner. The champagne flutes are cool. The meal is hot, and suddenly there's an announcement. There are whales off the starboard bow. <laughs> do you continue eating, or do you jump out of your seat? grab your sou'wester and go on the deck with a pair of binoculars. And the answer is this. On a non-expedition ship, of course, you'd finish your meal. (laughs) And if you were lucky, the whales were still hanging around. But on an expedition ship, you'd dump the meal because the whales of why you're there.
0: The whales are king. That's probably the best definition of what an expedition cruise is all about because all your like-minded passengers are on board with you and they are there to experience the destination, not just the beautiful meal or the interiors of the ship. You are
1: spot on, Rose. Mm. It's an amazing buzz and the important part is this. We live in a world where danger is virtually absent, but in Antarctica it's ever-present. It's about minimizing risk and maximizing your discovery. I cannot tell you how much joy there is in standing on a virtually undiscovered island in the snow, surrounded by penguins looking at you curiously and wondering where you came from. <laughs>
0: I can picture you doing that, Peter. I
1: did it several times. It was terrific.
0: It's rather adorable. (laughs) But I have to say, playing devil's advocate, this idea of expedition might not appeal to everybody.
1: No, of course not. But I have to tell you that it's growing and growing. Mm. Travellers want more space. They want their holidays to be meaningful and to have a purpose. They want to learn about the planet and they want to feel a frisson of excitement. So today you can kayak on the ice or go under in a submarine or take off on a helicopter, all of those really thrilling adventures. And then you can go home and make your friends feel really envious really at doing it. Really jealous,
0: make a lot of enemies afterwards. <laughs> enemies on Instagram everywhere. Yep. And and I do want to throw out there that it's Perhaps it's not until you've personally experienced it once that you then say, oh, yes, I get it now. This is what it's all about and this is for me. You're spot on. Absolutely. um, Since COVID as well, people are really starting to take that more adventurous style of a holiday and really reconnect with Mother Nature and something they've never done before.
1: It's been extraordinary. And people this year are reporting jumps in demand for expedition cruising of up Mm. to 50%. Mm. Up to 70% in America. Everybody wants to do this. Right now, there's a fleet of more than 70 ships in Antarctica. And much of the concern is over how many ships Antarctica can take. Yes, Even though it is a vast continent filled with ice, how many people can Antarctica take? And it's an amazing operation where Captains literally talk to each other about which bay they're in to make sure that you don't arrive mm. in a bay with five or six other expedition ships. Absolutely. And the penguins all run off.
0: <laughs> and, and, and I'm very passionate about this, as I'm sure many of our listeners are, that this has to be a sustainable yes. increase for the future of cruising and the future of the planet first and foremost. But I do believe there's a whole other podcast in that that we will do one <laughs> day soon. There is indeed. There is indeed. But there
1: are many types of expedition and not just the ice. So exactly. definitely – Take the Galapagos Islands in Ecuador. It's a paradise for those that love wildlife. Blue-footed booby birds, which are really seagulls with blue feet, (laughs) and giant tortoises (laughs) are everywhere. And it's very, very carefully sustained so that the number of ships and the size of ships are governed so that actually everybody gets the real experience. Um, And I've done an amazing number of these trips, including... You know, areas well outside the normal. The northern Bhumiputra in India wow. is another case where you can actually sail through rivers. There's nobody, a few settlements around, mm. nobody around at all. Not for long. Um, and, <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> now that you're selling And it. you can go
1: in search of <laughs> elephants and hippo in northern India. Who knew?
0: Well… I'm sold because two of my favourite things are being in nature and cruising. So it's an absolute no-brainer. And and like you said, you know the ships and the and the cruise lines just can't keep up fast enough with providing for the demand that's there now because people do want to get outside their comfort zones. They do, um, whilst staying well, in staying in comfort.
1: Staying in comfort. <laughs> Absolutely spot on. Yeah. So today's modern ship, I've sailed with a number of lines. Today's modern ship really is sensational. Mm. You can mix luxury and you can mix adventure. Mm. So many of the new ships, they're they're warm, they're comfortable. Uh, You know, one of my ships, for instance, had a fantastic heated cupboard so that when I'd come off the ice, yes, when I'd come off the ice, my anoraks and my trousers (gasps) could go in the heated cupboard ready for tomorrow's adventure on the ice. They'd be dry, warm and fresh. So everything now has been really properly commoditized so that you'll have a wonderful time.
0: That is pure luxury.
1: But at the end of all of that, you are still in an amazing, fabulous, undiscovered area and there is danger. Mm. And somehow or another... That makes the whole thing even more interesting. It
0: does, doesn't it? Because you're not just on board the ship experiencing the luxury, but you have the luxury of being up close and personal with the most beautiful sights on Earth.
1: Now, this podcast is brought to you by two very different but excellent expedition lines. Quark Expeditions specialises in the polar regions with three special ships. They have all the gear, some including helicopters, but accommodate anywhere from between 128 and 199 passengers to give guests the best polar experience on a similar
0: ship. That's really quite small. And, yes, Quark actually took the very first commercial expedition to the North Pole back in 1991, and they have been doing the same now for three decades. It's
1: true. What about this for history? They hosted Jonathan Shackleton, cousin of the famous polar explorer Sir Ernest Shackleton on an expedition to the Seventh Continent where they camped out together on the ice. Imagine that.
0: I want to be there. Imagine the stories. <laughs> and they have the Quark Academy, yes. the only expedition company in the polar regions with its own proprietary polar training institution. Imagine that certificate on your wall. Fabulous. <laughs> That's something that would make your friends jealous it at the dinner certainly parties.
1: certainly would. Absolutely. And the line's newly launched Arctic 2025 season takes the less travelled route and explores remote Arctic destinations like Svalbard, Greenland, and the Canadian High Arctic.
0: Oh wow, they are some areas. Some I haven't even heard of, yep. uh, and they the are definitely ones that I want to add to my bucket list.
1: Yes, rip up the bucket list and start again. I, <laughs> I <say>. am.
0: <laughs> but they are offering twelve itineraries, including four brand new ones and a thousand dollar. Early booking bonus for that Cruise is. Month. That's, Excellent. That goes a long way. And tell us
1: about the new itineraries. Please.
0: Okay, so Spitsbergen in the Norwegian High Arctic, for instance, or Greenland, not one, not two, but three new itineraries that offer one-of-a-kind off-ship experiences on the largest island on the planet, some supported by helicopters.
1: Fantastic. And the Canadian Arctic, a vast remote region
0: steeped
1: in polar history.
0: Mm. So you can find out more about that at quarkexpeditions.com.
1: And our second partner for this podcast is a little bit different, but very popular. Oh, yes. Particularly here.
0: Mm. Well, I think you're planning to sail with them next week, aren't you, Peter? I'm
1: very excited. I bet I'm you are. I'm off to the Kimberley oh. with Pernod. Oh. And I couldn't be in better hands. Pernant <laughs> is aligned with a deep respect for the environment and for the cultures and peoples on the lands they visit, from Arctic
0: to the Kimberley. I am extremely jealous. Uh, but I do love the fact that at one stage, they had a staff member who lived on the Arctic ice and each time a ship visited, it was his job to go and ask the local population if they were comfortable with the ship and the passengers paying them a visit. It's
1: absolutely fantastic. He showed us a picture of his hut on the ice, Mm. which was basically, as he said, his home for six months. Wow. And he said the residents rarely objected. (laughs) (laughs) If they did, by the way, the line would would not disembark passengers. Mm. But the line would allow the local Inuit people to visit the ship so they didn't feel excluded from what was going on. And they knew what passengers were were putting up with. So they actually went on board, looked at the restaurant, perhaps had some food, examined the cabins. They actually got the chance to feel what their visitors
0: were actually feeling. You can picture that. I mean, it's this mutual mutual curiosity where, I mean, it would even make for a great TV series like Just Swap for a Day. All the locals from these remote, fascinating landscapes being able to go and be a passenger for a day and then vice versa.
1: The first time it happened, he said, the Inuit decided that this was really important, so they came down to have a blubber barbecue for the passengers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't see that in Sydney Harbour, would you? you wouldn't. <laughs> well, goodness me, given that the line serves Verve Clicquot and is known for its fine food and luxury, I'm amazed that any of them actually got off.
1: Really good point. <laughs> so Penant has some amazing ships in its fleet from Le Penant. A sailing ship with just 12 staterooms, which was sailing in the Kimberley this season, to Le Commandant Charcot, a fully-fledged icebreaker that has cut its way through some of the most remote areas of our planet – while providing guests with absolutely amazing discoveries.
0: She is a hybrid that can run on electric power in sensitive regions. That's pretty uh, advanced.
1: It's an amazing ship. It's already performed a number of rescue operations. Wow. From my recollection, it can cut through ice at the rate of something like a mile every seven minutes. My goodness. It's been built specifically to drive itself through the ice, sometimes by going up and down and bashing the ice wow. down. It's Just amazing technology. Suspension. <laughs> it's a beautiful ship. It has labs on board with scientists that are conducting serious scientific investigation um, and a great crew. And of course, fine dining. Your favourite. And a beautiful set of Zodiacs, (laughs) if I may say so. So Pernod has a fleet of 13 ships and is a regular around our shores in New Zealand.
0: And they have an unbeatable offer on their Kimberley luxury expedition season next year. That's you, Peter, and the Kimberley, inclusive of flights and transfers on the company's entire 2024 Kimberley season. Fabulous. I want to be there. Yes,
1: all inclusive flights and transfer expedition packages are available on all 2024 Kimberley itineraries which includes return economy flights available from major Australian capital cities, as well as Auckland, Christchurch and Wellington.
0: And then you've even got your return seamless airport transfers in Darwin and in Broome. So you can just set and forget.
1: Yeah, and business class upgrades for guests who choose to book in selected category suites.
0: Okay, and that's why they call this the luxury expedition (laughs) cruise. They do indeed.
1: (laughs) Best of all, they have a really experienced expedition team, and in the Kimberley, that's very important. Everyone wants a real cultural experience. So for many Australians, this is the holy grail of expedition. It's got to be done right.
0: Absolutely. And we've had the pleasure of speaking with Mick Fogg here in our podcast series, and I love chatting with him. He's an expedition legend, and Penant is just so lucky to have him.
1: Indeed. And if you look up our podcast series, you'll find it on our website, cruisepassenger.com.au. It's really worth listening to. Mick is an absolute enthusiast about the Kimberley mm. and no one knows Kimberley better than me.
0: He does tell a lot about the Kimberley and also the uh, he calls it the Antarctica of the tropics. What
1: a wonderful phrase that is. Yeah. It's like nowhere else on earth, a wild land of remote, spectacular scenery spread over vast distances. The sheer size and age of the landscape is humbling and it is a privilege to experience such a pristine environment that has so many facets.
0: With a guy like Mick, he is the guy that's in the know of everyone. Yeah. And if he says that Kimberley's where it's at, then that's where it's at. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: It's home to the oldest continuous culture on Earth, the world's largest living reptiles and the only two horizontal falls on the planet. Wow. To learn more about Panant and the Kimberley, go to au.panant.com.
0: Okay, so Peter, as a man who has done a fair bit of expedition, I'd like to know what's on your personal bucket list, other than Kimberley, for expedition and adventure in particular? You have done a few.
1: I have done a few, but I I have not done the Arctic. And doing Arctic exploration aboard Le Commandant Charcot would be right up there. But I also rather fancy the Zambezi Queen. (laughs) A river ship that (laughs) sails the Chobe River within the wildlife reach of Chobe National Park that borders Namibia. Elephants, rhino, from your luxury boat.
0: That does sound rather magnificent. What a
1: safari that would be.
0: (laughs) I could see you now in your robes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, absolutely.
0: (laughs) You'd be magnificent. Uh, Well, I guess... I'm yet to experience an expedition personally. I cannot wait. I know it's only a matter of time, but I've heard a great, a cracker of a story, and this one oh, people right. find they find very entertaining. want to hear it. Yes. Yeah, so the captain um, of this particular cruise ship thought that it would, he had a great sense of humour. He thought it would be quite fun to put a stuffed polar bear on an ice cap as the cruise ship was going past one morning <laughs> and made this large, loud, excited announcement to all of the passengers and crew, look to your right, there's a polar bear on the ice and everyone rushed over to take their photographs. You can picture the ship leaning to one side with everyone, very excited. And then later that evening he actually brought that stuffed polar bear on board and placed it outside the dining room restaurant for passengers to realise that they'd been had.
1: How embarrassing for them. All those wonderful pictures they'd already sent over to their friends.
0: Exactly. Look <laughs> at it. Yeah, but then they got the selfie up close and personal with it later. I so love
1: it's that It's a story, great race. story
0: and it does, it says so much about how cruise ships are really embracing the fun and adventure that an expedition has to offer.
1: Can't be beaten, I can tell you. The stories in the bar after a day on the ice are just <laughs> wonderful to behold sadly that's all we have time for no! today <laughs> but you can find out more about expedition on our site cruisepassenger.com.au and read my adventures in the kimberley later on.
0: I can't wait to read about it and see all your photos on Instagram as well. And don't forget of course the next edition of Cruise and Travel. Our gorgeous print magazine is on sale now at Selected News Agents or you can subscribe at cruisepassenger.com.au forward slash magazine.
1: Excellent. See you all soon for another exciting episode of On Board with Cruise Passenger.
0: See you then.